Hello and welcome to HTFC Sounds. We're pleased today to be joined by Academy Manager John Worthington. John, how are you? Uh, very good, thank you. Um, we, we were talking just before we, we started recording and we've not really touched on your expanded role within the Academy much this season. I think we'd, we'd spoken about it before a B-team preview. I think most people will be familiar with your capacity as a, as a coach and looking after the B-team, especially with the uh, prominence we give the Premier League Cup at the stadium, for example. But... In your own words, what does your role now currently entail? Uh, I think it, I think it, it entails um, looking ac- across uh, the whole of the academy. So looking across all, all the players that, that we have in the building. Um, also, kind of having uh, trying to uh, Im- impact across all, all all of the departments and helping head up and, and, and oversee. Um, you know some of the stuff that's going on in other departments, whether it's um, uh, the physical performance, whether it's the medical, whether it's uh, the analysis. Um, so it's 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 kind of just having a a grip on on all aspects really. How are you enjoying it? Yeah, re- really enjoying it. Um, I think obviously I'm I'm embedded in in the club and um, you know the the values and and, and the, the beliefs and, and the culture. So I, I know the club inside out. Um, and I know where we want to get to in terms of trying to produce, um, you know, top 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 players who can, can play in the first team. Let's just if we, we take a couple of, of steps back and, and put a little bit of context on it, your journey into to coaching and, and getting to this position it's not happened overnight. Obviously, do you think that's that basis and, and that experience that you've had since you've you've stepped away from playing is is what's been able? Yeah, I, th- I think so. Um, I think um, obviously well, while I was playing, um, I, um, I I went down the the the, the part time route of, of getting a um, getting my degree in physiotherapy, which you know something that I'm I'm really proud of. I came out with a, a first class honours degree in, in in physiotherapy, and I think that was something um, that really opened my eyes up to the to the performance side, the medical side, uh, and, and has given me a real good foundation and knowledge um, in in that area. And I think uh, with the elite sport, um, it, it's more and more uh, an MDT. It's 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 across all areas um, of, of how you develop um, players and how how you, how you get them to to that to that elite level. So I think those experiences and those understandings have, have allowed me to to probably engage and have um, you know across across the different different departments through the academy. So I, I definitely say that's something that. Um, that, that, that's held me in, in really good stead, um, as well as playing, um, and as well as uh, you know playing, playing across you know a number of leagues and an understanding of the different levels, um, and and as well as obviously um, coaching, which is something I'm really passionate about, um, and I, and I think those those things uh, help me broaden my skills um, and my, my understanding of. of of, of developing players that that journey that you speak of from physiotherapist to coach isn't one that often happens it's it's quite a unique thing how did that come about for you uh i think to be honest i think um as i was playing um i think like like most like most players or or probably probably not most players uh i was i was a Someone who was quite switched on uh, needed knew that I needed a pathway career after football. Um, football had set me up um, in terms of um, you know for, 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 the, for the length of time I've been playing, but I knew that you know I wanted to try and stay in football because it's something that that I've, I've loved and known 
always done you know since I left school at 16 and I've never been I'm fortunate never to be have been been out of uh, the, the professional game um, so I knew when I was playing that I needed you know um, I needed to, to make sure that I had different uh, different different routes really to to, to allow me to stay in football and uh, physiotherapy and the degree was 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 one 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 route that, uh, that that I went down and that was my original idea but alongside that I was still uh, getting my, um, do my coaching badges. And, and so I suddenly, uh, when I did retire, and it probably came a little bit quicker than expected with, with an injury, um, I, was, I was already in a, in a good position to, to, to transition um, from, from playing, but, but stay, um, you know, stay, as, uh, stay, stay in professional football. Was there anyone in particular that you took as a, a role model, an example of, of who'd made that transition from, from player to physiotherapist that, made that an example for you um i don't know about um i don't know about example i think it was just something that um the medical side for me probably was towards the end of my career i had a lot of injuries and i spent a lot of time uh in 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 the physio room so it, it was almost um it, it was almost in a way something that that i kind of got drawn towards to try and understand my body a little bit more and um and I, and I think it, it probably coincided a little bit with that, really. And then, obviously, the, the coaching badges happen in the background. Do you think that that more rounded view, then, that you have of, of different facets of being a professional, having played the game, having looked into the physiology side of it, and then doing the badges as well, has, has allowed you to be a more rounded coach? Yeah, I think, like I said, I, I think I, I think it can only enhance your skills. I think it can only give you more understanding. Um, more understanding of um, of the team as well, the team around, uh, you know, that that wrap around it, the, the coaches and, and the players, uh, and I think that's just as important um, is is recognizing where people's strengths are and how they can have a, a real impact, um, you know, with the players. It's not just coaching, um, like I said before, and that's something that um, you know we're fortunate at Huddersfield that that you know we've. There's a, a really good structure in place, and that's that's from the nutrition. So the nutritionists who help with um, and the and, and the catering and the um, the physical performance in the gym, whether that's uh, the GPS, and it's it's all tailored for the individual program that we try and put together. And so my 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 medical background and and having that understanding, it can, can only you know give me give, give me more uh, understanding around those things. Yeah, as you were speaking, I think it's only Nigel Adkins maybe that was at Southampton who was a physio and then became a coach. But it's interesting because, as you say, we. we we run such a, a specialised program here. We there's so many facets off the field that I'm not sure that the supporters are, are fully aware of, and, and maybe that's our own fault as media to to shine a light on them a little bit better. And that's probably why we're, we're speaking to you. But the nutrition's a huge part, and the the physical side of it to to ensure that they they're making the most out of themselves as not only footballers but athletes. Yeah, I, I, absolutely, and I, and I think um, I think this is the this is the thing. I think. Um, you know, when you're talking about players and you, you're talking in terms of technical and tactical, and um, which which predominantly is, is 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 the coaching and it is the the off-field coaching and, and the work that we do in the classroom and the analysis uh, task that the players get to improve their game understanding. Um, it, it's a, it's it is a massive part, but but so is the physical and so is the psychosocial, and and it's important that. You know, to get top top players, they have to they have to be be getting um, 
the same input input across across all four corners. This might seem like a, a silly and, and perhaps obvious thing to say, but I think when you work in, in a building like this, it, it drums home a little bit more. Their bodies, especially at the ages that you're dealing with them, change so much in, in such a quick amount of time. I was speaking recently about Michael Aqua because I'd, I'd seen a photo of him last season from when we went to Blackpool in the Youth Cup compared to how he looks now and it's it's literally a boy to a man and it's having to develop them and, and work with them through that really sort of developmental stage of their, their life as, as you know becoming an adult is, is quite significant isn't it? Yeah and and, and and things like that are testament to the to the staff that we've got in the building and um and that's why it's not just focus on on the football side. It's the you know it, it's the individual program is is about you know uh, maximising players' potential. And I think this is the thing in, in terms of uh, from a recruitment point, players that we bring into the building. Um, now, obviously, we've we've not got um, you know the foundation phase and and and, and the, the YDP phase, and we're only in you know boys only coming as as, as first year scholars, so. The different types of players that we get, we get late developers in, in our building and, and, and our programme um, allows late developers to thrive. They get a little bit more time than they might get at other academies, uh, at, the, at the, the, the top end academies, the Category 1 academies. Um, but they also get the individual programme that, that can really kind of maximise um, you know their, their their potential. How much has that that all that whole process changed since you'd come through the academy and you experienced it yourself? Is it a, a completely different world? Because you know I've spoken to to many professionals, your sort of era and the the stuff that we go into in terms of GPS and all that is it seems like it's a completely different world to what you boys were dealing with back then. Yeah, and and I think I, I think it is. Uh, you know, <laughs> without a doubt, that you know the you know that. It works in t- in two ways, really. The things that the players get now, um, in terms of the the support around, um, you know, around the wrapped around the, the football, is immense, really. Um, and and that's why I think the game the game's moved on. It's it's quicker, uh, you, you know, the athleticism, the the game understanding, all all the things that that the top end players have got is 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 because of um, the the support staff that that, that they've got, uh, which which was which wasn't. Um, which wasn't there um, when we, when, uh, you know, when when I came through in the academy. Yes, we had, there was excellent things going on, and um, when I look back um, as a player and, and look at my time when I was here in the academy, what the things that went on uh, were, were fantastic, but just in a different way. And I still try and use these some of the the things that I learned as a young player, um, and predominantly it's about character and values. Um, and and those types of things that that, that were instilled into me, um, yes, from my from my parents and my family, but but also from my coaches, um, because I think those types of things are um, are really really important because um, really important in a in a football environment, um, in pressure environment, but also just really good life skills that that you have to have. Um, no matter what you go into it. And I think that's one thing that, that I hold great value on in terms of players and, and boys that come into the, the, the building. Yes, we all want them to be successful. Yes, we all want them to be to play in Rusfield Town's first team or go beyond or have a career in football. But um, I want to have to, to be good people and, and to have good values. Is that one of the, the areas then in this new expanded role of yours that you enjoy the most, being able to work with all of the lads that are across the academy? Because like you say, we've got two two main groups, the, the 19s and the B team that you look after more closely. Is that 
seeing those develop and, and seeing them, them come in, like you say, from here, there and everywhere as a 16, 17 year old and, you know, us being able to mould them into to blokes and players, is that a satisfaction for you to, to see them go through that process? I think it is. I think it is for all staff. Um, and I think I think that's one thing um, that um, that I look at really. Yeah, the the current role that I that I'm in, um, it, you know, it's it's as a it's from a personal perspective, it's you know, it's 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 a fantastic role. It's a role that I'm really proud of. It's um, you know a role that I enjoy and I enjoy coming in every day. But um, what I would say is it it's. Um, really value the other staff the other staff members and everyone plays a massive part uh, and an equal part in um in, in trying to develop the, the, the boys that we've got in the building how is that for you then in terms of your coaching and you've got a focus on that but you've also got a staff now to manage a, a quite you know a heavy number as well is that been a challenge for you to get used to the, the managerial side of it the more of the sitting behind the desk rather than being out on the grass the grass uh, I think I think um, it's challenged in terms of time because there's there's you know there's a lot of things going on in terms of um, on the grass coaching uh, emails meetings uh, planning strategy so so there's a lot of recruitment there's there's lots of things um, that, that that are going on and yes um, my role's got busier uh, without a doubt and. Um, but it's something that, that I'm really relishing and enjoying. Um, you know, I, I, I do I do like to, to lead. Um, you know, um, it's something that I enjoy, um, and you know, hopefully try try and um, push people to get them that um, to, to to reach the, the standards uh, that that we all want, uh, and, and 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 drive you know and drive the the, the team really. What does a, an average day in, in your role look like then? Because I think from the outside looking in, most people assume that in football we turn up mid-morning, have us breakfast and coffee and are away in the afternoon ready to pick the kids up or whatever. What does your average day tend to look like? Uh, my average day, I like to try and get on the canal at 7.30 uh, at the back of the training ground just for 20 minutes, just to uh, just from a... For a, just to clear my mind, so I can attack the day, um, and and just for a little bit of exercise, and then um, predominantly it will be around. Every day is different. There's obviously the, the, there's there's obviously predominantly two sessions in a day. Um, you know we, 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 we're on the grass a lot, so around the two sessions in a day, which is planning and preparing those sessions and, and delivering them. Uh, there'll be lots of planning meetings, um, lots of strategy meetings, picking up uh, analysis from whether it's from training or whether it's from uh, from a game. Uh, so picking up off-field coaching uh, as well in between uh, the sessions. Um, that in terms of is, is time consuming in terms of uh, delivering delivering and clipping and, and, and getting all, all the, the, the work as well as the delivery and all the off-field uh, work um, back to the players, um, you know. Uh, so, so predominantly that those are my days. Um, 
looks different when there's games on double game weeks. Um, looks different when uh, we've got IDP weeks, when it's sitting down with with, with every player uh, you know across uh, the B team and 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 the academy and 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 looking at their individual development plans. Um, so the weeks the weeks can 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 be different depending on on on, on what. You know where we are in terms of uh, the coaching program and, and and where our games are. I suppose then when you you put all that together and you sit here now and we've been undefeated in the Premier League Cup all season, that's sort of the, the top end of where the academy lads are likely to be. That kind of shows that all of that that we're doing is is going in the right direction. I suppose. Yeah, I think you know, I, you know, I think things are re- you know really positive in terms of the the academy and the B team uh, and. Um, you know the, the the players that the 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 level that we feel the players are getting to. Um, you know it's it, it's it's really nice, really satisfying when when you see players um, doing doing well on the loans out in the league and getting those experiences and and you know and racking up twenty thirty games uh, in league football um, at, at a young age and and taking valuable experiences from that. That's really satisfying. It's really satisfying when you see B team players, um, you know, making debuts, uh, contributing to to minutes, contributing to first team minutes, contributing to to match day squads, um, and, and and impacting, um, and and that that that's that's what that's what drives us all because that's that's what we want. What's what we want for the for the players, um, and and then that benefits the club. Obviously, the first team results haven't been ideal so far this season, and, and because of injuries and, and whatever else, a lot of your B team lads have had to step up, which has left you a little bit thinner on the ground than you might be usually. But results in the B team haven't dropped off at all, so that that must be pleasing for you that we've got such a, a strength in depth, not only in in the B team lads that are in around the group, but the 19s that are stepping up and, and starting to fill those gaps as well. Yeah, and I think um, yeah, I think. That's the natural progression. Players step up because that's what we want them to do. We want them to, um, you know, to be pushing in around the first team squad, and they want them to be supporting the first team squad. The natural progression then is for the for the under nineteen players to step into the B team and take take their opportunity when it comes. Football's about opportunities, and when that opportunity comes, you've got to take it. Um, and predominantly, it become you take that opportunity if you're doing everything right in the six days leading up to a game, uh, and week in week out. And and I think that's what we. You know, we really focus on um, if you're doing the right things in the week. If you're maximising your week, um, then your performances take care of themselves. And unfortunately, we, you know, like I said, we, we've got really good alignment with staff, um, with coaches, um, with, with with everybody. And and so, a, an under 19 player, whether he's a first year, a second year scholar, or a first year pro coming into the B team, it's the same messages, it's the same language, it's the same style. Uh, and so players um, predominantly can can. It's just about them taking an opportunity because they, they they should have real good understanding um, from from what they've been uh, getting in the under 19 to the B team. It's interesting hearing you talk about opportunity and taking it because it reflects your own career so closely. And this season has almost reflected that period when you came into the Huddersfield Town first team quite closely. Has that been an experience and a time in your life that you've? reflected more on this year or have, have touched on and used that experience perhaps for the B team lads that have been stepping up? Yeah, I do I, I do talk about it and, and, and the lads probably get bored of me saying it because I do talk about, not about my, talking about myself, but talking about opportunity and recognising when an opportunity comes that they have to grasp it. Um, and I think it's, I think 
the thing about opportunity is it's, it's grasping an opportunity, but then it's how do you stay there? How do you sustain it? And and that is down to your habits and your behaviours. And I think um, in these are the types of things that you know we're really working hard to try and instill into the lads um, about you know players who make debuts, players who have an impact in the first team. But how do they stay there? And and how do they um, continue to impact? and rack up 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 games, because that, that's what it's about. Not to, to blow smoke up a cells at all, but what we do at the club is, is quite unique, I think, in terms of how we set up the academy and, and the way we go about thinking about it. And one of the, the the unique aspects of that is it's not just the players that you're mentoring, but it's young coaches as well. So we've got uh, George Danaher and, and Oren Thompson, who, who were former academy scholars here, who have then gone on to become young coaches within our own setup, and, and you work closely with them. Is that is that another part of your job that you enjoy in, in terms of seeing their development and them getting better at their jobs? Uh, absolutely, you know, and and it and it's um, yeah, I think. That again is is something uh, testament to what to, to what's been put in place, um, and I think um, you know those young coaches are, uh, that you talk about, George and Oren now, who, who are going to go on to be be top top coaches because they're getting unbelievable experience um, and opportunity again um, at, at a young age uh, to deliver to deliver to deliver sessions consistently and at a high level, um, and I think. It's it's something that's you know that, that we've done as a as a club, which I think is is unique. And I think what it allows you to do is you, you, we already know these these uh, George and Oren use examples. We already know George and Oren as as people as characters. Uh, they understand the club. They understand the, the culture and and the standards and the environment of what what's 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 needed. They've been in the same position. Um, as the as as the boys, you know, um, as scholars, as pros, trying trying to, to to break break through. Um, so I think they're in a fantastic place, and um, it's also it works both ways because they can actually um, help myself. Whereas it was twenty odd years ago since I was in 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 you know twenty um, odd plus years <laughs> since I was sixteen seventeen coming through. So. They can be even more relatable and 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 um, sometimes give a little bit more context and understanding to how how the you know how the lads might be feeling in in those situations and I think that's invaluable. It's an interesting setup we've got because it it replicates what we do with the the first team so closely. There are a dedicated nutritionist to the academy, dedicated analysts even to the academy. You think that's a you know the the resource that the the club puts in is is significant. It's you know even though we we moved away from having that full provision from taking you know your young lads from eight and nine all the way up, we we probably spend more money now. Actually, we definitely spend more money now on on the two groups that we have rather than the full group. It's that's that's quite an interesting facet to to what the club is and, and shows where our priorities sit. I think so, and I think it'll always be. It's always difficult conversations and challenging conversations to discuss not having um you know not having the the, the 9 to 16 age group um at the club um and as, even more so myself who, who came through uh, in in that model um but what i would say is it, it's definitely not in terms of a, it, it's nothing to do with with finance it's more a strategy to go um to to try and impact um 
at the ages that are close to the first team uh, and, and, and impact the ages that are actually closer to developing players to get them into the first team, um, which if you step back and, and really reflect and look at the model, it is an interesting model and I think um, we're starting to, to see some fruition from from this model uh, and the strategy that, that, that the club's gone down over the last um, four years and I think the next... Um, you know, the the next eighteen months or two years uh, um, will will um, will put us in a in a better position to really reflect uh, and see how this model has has progressed and, and worked. And um, you know, I think at the minute it, it's 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 really positive. And I think um, you know, the the investment um, and the dis, dis, decisions made um, will will you know hopefully we'll we will we'll see, reap the benefits in in terms of the first team. Yeah, it's it's not a. This isn't a something that happens overnight. The the job that you do and the the planning that you do and, and the club does is is long term. And and all of the the things that we're doing now is to impact the first team in three four years time rather than tomorrow. Even though we perhaps we might have forced to escalate that timeline a little bit recently. Is that something that you enjoy? Because you're only sort of what six or so months into the job. You're coming up to your first Christmas in in, in terms of running the entire academy. When you you think to to where you might be in a year or two, and and the work that will have gone in then, is that something that excites you? Yeah, it, it really excites me, and, and it, it excites me because I've um, you know I've been I've been back at the, the club for um, seven seven years, nearly eight years now. Um, worked in different departments. Um, yes, um, gone into a role where where I'm heading 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 it up, but um, I've also you know, played a part in, um, in in the whole process over the last um, you know uh, four to five years. So um, I, I, I'm just one part of it. Um, it's there's, there's been a lot of influence from from other other people um, who 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 are either still here or have moved into different uh, different roles at the club or or elsewhere. Um, so I think it's a real collective effort, and, and I think we're all kind of uh, we're all working extremely hard. Uh, you know, with this strategy to, to, to make it be successful, um, and and we'll, hopefully we'll, we'll we'll see that in the next you know next two to three years in terms of the, the long term strategy. One thing that would, uh, and this will be one of the last things I ask you is uh, one thing that we we love to see and we want to see more of if we can is our supporters getting involved and engaged with the academy and and with the games we're playing and, and with the the lads coming through because it, it helps them to have more of a, a crowd around them, more of an audience. It replicates that first team feeling a little bit more. It puts a little bit of added pressure on them sometimes as well. Uh, what would be your your message to supporters about, you know, perhaps coming down on a, on a Saturday, for example, the 19s usually play at half 11 and, and the, you know, the gates at Canal Side are open so they can they can come in and, and watch, you know, the, the lads play and then go to the first team game five minutes down the road. That's, that's something that would, would help and, and allows the fans to, to get a bit of a glimpse into the future, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely, and and I think you know, um, not only they, they come down and, and see you know a really good brand of football, which which I which I believe that that you know that the under 19s and B team play, but but also um, it see, sees the hard work um, that, that that's going on behind the scenes, um, and it's it's an opportunity for um, you know um, for fans to see potential uh, potential future players uh, in the first team. And again, like I said, on the flip side, for the players, um, you know, having 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 uh, 
you know, more people watching, more spectators, more more pressure. That that's what it's about. It's trying to create um, experiences and, and environments, um, you know, where um, that, that are different and, and and offer different different um, different challenges and experiences for the players. And it almost mean more to the supporters as well when they when they see the next crop of, of young lads break through in a similar way that you know Etienne Kamara, Brody Spencer, uh, Ben Jackson, Brahim Diara, all of them have, have done so well this season. When that next crop do it, and they've they've been engaged since, like I was saying, since they've seen them go from lads to to men. It does mean a little bit more because even in, in my capacity, I don't coach the lads by any means, but I'm in the building, I see them, and it, it's quite special when you see them fill out that first team shirt and go out and, and do themselves proud at, at your first team level. Yeah, absolutely. And I just think it just helps with that, you know, affiliation really, and, and, and that, that, that kind of um, see, seeing the, you know, seeing players progress and, 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 and you know, and, and hopefully eventually get into that to that first team. John, I won't keep you much longer. You've, you're a busy enough man, as you, as you told us, but thank you very much for your time. Cheers, thank you.